I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At the UPS store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. The Connect on Postal Recaps. That's right. We're back here. It's me, Chappelle, and uh, we're here to talk about the color purple. Not the one you're thinking of, though. No, no, we're talking about the same color purple that you're thinking of, but not the film, the color purple that you're thinking of. We're talking about the color purple, the 1985 film, the adaptation from Alice Walker's book, uh, The Color Purple, the best-selling book, Pulitzer Prize-winning book, all that stuff. But we're talking about where it all began at the original movie. And with me, Chappelle, uh, is my co-host, my partner in crime, uh, my tag team partner, Mari Forth. Mari, what's up? Hello, hello. I'm glad to do, this is like pre-work, y'all. Like, get get into it. You know, we're building it up. We're doing the original, we're talking about the original 1985 movie first. You know, get these cultural significance off about that. And then we're going to watch the musical, the new movie, the new musical, and then we're going to tell you about it. So this is fun. I like, I feel like it's an event. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yes. We're doing a full rollout here for the color mm-hmm. purple here. And uh, this is a great time to do that because uh, some of us had never seen the color purple and needed to get refreshed on what the subject matter was. Mari, would you say that that's, this is for the listeners who haven't seen it? Yes, for the listeners. The yeah, the listeners. yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, now that we've done our pre-homework, we also have with us, and I'm so happy to announce, but back with us again, it's been a, a long time coming, but we have, uh, you know, the missing part of our trio here at The Connect, Latanya Starks. Latanya, what's up? Welcome back. I'm the missing link. I am you are. <laughs> <laughs> I have returned from Africa where I was doing uh, missionary work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, time, I lo- Chappelle, I located mm-hmm. all of your children. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> nobody did. I'm glad nobody did. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just I'm really happy to be here talking with you two today about this momentous movie, uh, which, you know, in today's parlance would be called a prequel to yeah. the movie that we will soon be talking about. Or the mm-hmm. reboot, 
because this is the because yeah, the next it's one a is pre, a reboot, it's a pre-boot right? Right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Pre-boot. It's wow. kind of a boot. Yeah, mm. it's the boot. We're gonna it's talk the about boot. the boot, y'all. Yeah, the boot here on the connect. But first and foremost, let me thank y'all for joining us here in 2024 for our new uh coverage that we have coming up. We got a lot of stuff coming uh your way this year. We're gonna try to make it very exciting, but we are gonna start here with the color purple. Thank you all for your reviews. We see you in the YouTube comments after we finish yes. the seasons for rap shit and for other stuff. And we see y'all chiming in now, now that we're not on the air. So yeah, whenever we get a chance, we'll go in and read some of those reviews. Maybe when we do the spring preview, Mari, we'll jump. Yeah. Go in and yeah, and touch base because we want to shout out all the connect listeners for sticking around with us and thugging it out. I mean, we've been here for a few shows, but every show I think we get a new listener base. Some people stay, some people tag in, new people. Um, but mm-hmm. we're building community here, and I just want to highlight everybody. Uh, how do you feel about that, Mari? I completely agree. And we always want to let you know what's going on and what's coming up next. So you're not surprised like we normally are when something good drops. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. The, Latanya, there, there's always like prestige black television that black folk know about. Then there's like shows that black people kind of heard about. And then there's shows that be black and nobody knows about. And I think yeah. we, it's our job here on The Connect to talk about as much of those things as possible. But mm-hmm. finding out about it is so difficult, you know, to find out about it beforehand, before it, the popularity takes off. It is because I feel like with, you know, more, I'll call them mainstream TV shows. Quite. Uh, yeah, <laughs> with white TV shows and movies, <laughs> you get like a whole slew of articles that are Mm -hmm. just like what's coming up in the next three Mm -hmm. to six months, right? And then you get hype from it and that you start to get the buildup of first there's a poster, then there's something that's released on Twitter, and then there's a trailer, and then they do promotion. When it comes to our stuff, though, it's like maybe one of our publications might say, (laughs) oh, here's a list. Of a couple things that may come out in the next two to four years. So keep, <laughs> so keep an eye out for those. Keep things. an eye out. <laughs> yeah. And then you keep an eye out. And then all of a sudden someone says, hey, have you been watching such and such? You're like, no, nah, I heard about it. It's like, yeah, well, it's on season two. You're like, what? What? Exactly. What are you talking about? Yeah. Every time. And you know, Mari, we, we're good here to jump in on the last season of a show that we should have been talking about beforehand. This is what we do. It's, it's, it's our staple here on The Connect. We're trying to do better. We're trying to not get to stuff on CP time. We're trying to get there as oh soon as it starts. No, CP time is so accurate. I can't stand us. You know, we just, it's, sometimes it's just what we do, you know? Um, but yes, so thank you all for listening. Thank you all for all your feedback. And please send us whatever suggestions you have. If you have mm-hmm. eyes and ears on the street to what's coming up, the new popular stuff, the, the, the what the new water cooler talk at the black at the black places, obviously, then mm-hmm. you know, send us an email. What's our email address, y'all? I, I can never get it right. Connect at postshowrecaps.com, I believe. All right, connect at postshowrecaps.com. You can also tweet each of each of us separately at Mari Talks Too Much with the number two at LK Starks and at Chappelle's underscore show. So y'all, we're gonna talk about the color purple, the original 1985 adaptation of that book. Um, but first, let's go ahead and take an ad break and then we'll come back and kind of give you the rundown about where this all began right after this. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. So we're back. Here's the thing. The color purple. We've all heard about it. We've all seen it. Or at least, you know, most of us have seen it. So before I even get into the plot and stuff, Mari, tell me. How? How did you go your whole black ass life not <laughs> never seeing the color purple? What I never said I did not see the color purple. I have seen the color purple. <laughs> it's just never the whole thing. And it's always in big <laughs> chunks. And it was when I was like six. So it's not like I haven't seen it. It's just I have not seen it like from tip to tail, you know, <laughs> and as an adult to actually appreciate it. So that makes sense. Don't put me on blast like that, Chappelle. Okay. I just felt like I needed to get in front of the question because I know Latanya. <laughs> Latanya, you've seen the movie, right? I've seen the color purple. Yeah. It uh mm-hmm. we we had the VHS in mm-hmm. my house oh my growing God. up. I, I know, I know I'm I'm really dating <laughs> myself here, but my birthday does it for me anyway, so I might as well. Um mm-hmm. no, but so uh that VHS, I think, broke in our house. Hey, we, we had to get another one. Um, I was I was only four when this movie came out, so I don't know why I have such early thoughts of it. Like it's one of those <laughs> things that you know I should not have been watching uh, when I was younger, but it was on in my house, and the parents can only do so much. And then yeah. as I got older, I. I was just like, what? This is really messed up and dark, and I hadn't watched it in years. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. To your point and to Mari's point, I saw this when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. it it didn't feel as dark as it does when you watch it when right. you're an adult and can understand exactly what's happening here. Uh, so yeah, watching it again with these grown ass eyes, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, this is this is a harrowing tale here. You know, uh, I don't, I don't know if I would have described it as that if you had asked me a month ago, you know, especially honestly looking at all the, um, I guess the promotion for the new color purple musical. Like Mm -hmm. if you didn't know what you were going to go see, I think you're looking for like a joyous occasion with Fantasia and everybody singing and God is going to try to tell you something. (laughs) Color purple seems fun. Um, Mm -hmm. to me, movie it's not fun this movie is uh very tragic throughout and it has a a um a you know 
triumphant ending, I guess I should say. But I mean, mm -hmm. this it is takes incredibly long, too long to get to it. It, it takes so <laughs> long to get there. To get to the good part. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a good movie, but I mean, you you in the trenches for a very long time, Latanya. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's what uh, two hours and twenty eight minutes, I think, mm -hmm. yeah. something like yeah. that. It yeah. is an incredibly long movie uh, that. You know, watching it for the first time as like with adult eyes, I didn't realize how long the movie was. Mm -hmm. um, so I looked, you know, at my Roku just to figure out how much time I had, and I was like, "Oh, I've only watched twenty minutes of this movie." <laughs> okay. And and five traumatic things have already happened. Like the, 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 the only non-traumatic thing that happens in the opening is them playing uh, yeah. like patty cake. And the that's first it. two seconds. The first two seconds of the movie. So yeah. yeah. It, it's very long, but I'm not surprised because it's Steven Spielberg. Yeah. I, for me, it's like, yes, the length, but also the length of time that it spans and yeah. covers. Yes. And that length of time that it spans and covers, a lot of it is just in the mud. Like, it's so sad. And that's one of the reasons why I said, like, I've seen chunks of it because, um, like, we weren't. I was. I was the oldest kid. I was. I was a single, uh, a, a solo child for the longest, and our, my parents didn't have like the VHSs and the DVDs and stuff like that. So when I did see it, it was over somebody else's house, and then when I did see it in my house, it was on TV. You know what I'm saying? It was on like TBS or something. Like you know, they would uh, they would play it on on um, cable TV. But again, because the movie itself is two and a half hours and then you put it on cable TV, it makes it like three hours. So I would always remember like turning it on, but then always like, you know what I'm saying? Getting up and going somewhere else and coming back. And then like, just always seeing bits and pieces of it, just completely bits and pieces. So um, it was it was really uh, interesting to go back and watch it with my big old adult eyes here and watching it like, forward to backwards and just being like oh this movie is sad I said I said this movie is sad like so many times out loud to the point where my husband was like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like did you miss that part yeah <laughs> I know but I, I thought the reception to like the musical I know we, we can talk about this a little bit later but like like Chappelle was saying like if you saw the commercials for the musical you might think like oh this is light and happy but I think the funny thing about that was when black people were seeing the um, the black people who have already seen the color purple was seeing the trailer. They were getting mad because they were like, why would you try and make this fun and happy when this is a, a, a sad story? So I'm, I can't wait till we, we go and watch the musical and we talk about the musical to see the difference. Cause I, I, we really wanted to do this so we could like have a fresh compare and contrast. Um, mm -hmm. And to, of course, give you more content for here on the connect. <laughs> of course, of course. So, of course, the the color purple, the uh, novel won the Pulitzer Prize for fiction in 1983, making Alice Walker the first black woman to win that prize. Um, it's won a number of other awards, and of course, it was then ad uh, adapted for uh, this project as a film. You know, uh, in 1985, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Whoopi Goldberg, Danny Glover, and Oprah Winfrey um, as some of the big names. I mean, there are a lot of names in this film for sure, yeah. but those are the those are the three we're going to focus on the most, I'm sure. Uh, and um, I mean, just broad strokes, like, like we said, it's a very sad movie, but LaTanya, Oprah on film, you know, what is, are we missing Oprah, the actress? Because I feel like we might be missing something here. I 
the exact same thing, Chappelle. Like I like I like we just talked about. I haven't seen this movie in decades, probably. Um, I was so blown away by her. Like we talk about wanting uh, wanting our stars to make an entrance, right? She really mm-hmm. makes an entrance. You can tell when she's on the screen. She is just such a lively presence. The way that she delivers lines um, are kind of unlike the way other people would deliver those same lines. And then when we get later into the story, which I know we'll talk about, and things get even more tragic for her, even past the Harpo stuff, just the change in her demeanor and the way that she carries herself, yes, Oprah, like... (laughs) You should, Oprah should be booked and busy for acting projects at all times if she wants to. I, I don't think she ever wants to leave Montecito if she has her druthers, but like <laughs> she was so good in this role. Yeah, Mari, she's been in a, norm, a number of films, but not nearly not as much as far as I'm concerned based off of mm-hmm. her acting in this one. This was right. her breakout role as an actress, and she was uh, nominated for uh, Academy Award for Best Actress in a Supporting Role, a Golden yep. Globe for uh, Best Supporting Actress, and a Los Angeles Film Critic Association Best Supporting Actress Award. Like, Oprah came out the gate swinging literally yeah. and figuratively <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, and and again, like, all of my cultural concepts of the color purple. It was it was amazing going back and watching it and thinking of all of the things. Like even if I don't necessarily remember it, watching it full on, I know I knew all of the, the references. You know, I knew all of the cultural references, the Harpo monologue and stuff like that. And uh, and I was. I was like kind of shocked when that came like that came like 30 minutes into the movie, like 40 minutes into the movie. <laughs> and I was like, wait, so what happens now? <laughs> like, what right, happens I thought now? that was the climax. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's just so funny because like that 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 monologue, like, oh, a woman, a woman child is not safe in a house full of men. Like, yeah. yeah. How can I know that line for line and only have seen the movie like a few times? It's very, it's very interesting. And that's because that's a magnetism of Oprah. And when this movie is talked about, it's always Oprah and Whoopi, Oprah and Whoopi. You know what I'm saying? So um to see her in this and then to kind of realize as an adult that she she really isn't in it as for as long as you think she is, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, she she's not in it for like the whole direction of the duration of the the movie. She's she comes in and fits and in sp- spurts. So it's kind of like amazing that she did what she did in the time that she had in order to like get all of them awards because she deserved every single one of them, like the nominations and stuff. Oh yeah, I don't know who beat her for those awards, but they should have gave her something. You know, they, yeah, know. <laughs> right. <laughs> she does kind of take her foot off the gas. She's not in that many films for someone who's been in the industry for as long as Oprah has. She doesn't do that yeah. much acting. Um, but man, when she came out of the gate, this was this was some iconic uh, like film film uh, like acting here. Uh, as far as I was concerned, I've always known those same lines that you've known. You know, I watched it when I was mm-hmm. a kid, and then people just in pop culture have always been quoting. All the Oprah lines throughout this film. Um, you know, you told Harpo to beat me, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's just iconic Oprah, but she's really just a big star in just the shortest amount of time. You know, you would swear she was in every scene the way you, when you think about the color purple, it's almost synonymous with her. But Latanya, yeah. can I you know, can I just say something real quick? Go the ahead. person who won that Academy Award is named Peggy Ashcroft, and I don't know who that is. She ain't oh, Oprah. He won it for God. something called Passage to India. And I just don't even know what to say 
I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, it I'm looks like we might need to do that up right now because no, no. Since no. <laughs> we have Latanya here, we're gonna do the color purple versus matches the India <laughs> on the connect. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> we'll compare and contrast them and let you know if Oprah was robbed here. Um, but also LT, we got to talk about one of my faves, uh-huh. the goat herself, Miss E. Got. You know, Whoopi's here. Whoopi's here. Whoopi's here. There's a moment. Whoopi has been introduced. There's a moment in this film where um, Whoopi and Sugar talking, and she's like, "I haven't seen you smile. I haven't seen you smile." And Whoopi's covering her mouth. You Mm -hmm. know, she's covering her mouth. She's covering her mouth, and then finally she starts grinning. And I'm like, "There she is. There's Whoopi. (laughs) We got her back." Man, seeing Whoopi Goldberg in here is amazing. Whoopi, Whoopi can do no wrong in my eyes when it comes to like on film she just she's one of the goats and so i was very happy to be able to rewatch this as an adult and really appreciate the work of Whoopi goldberg but what did you think of her in this role as Celie? i think that this is up there with one of the best acting debuts in the history of all acting mm-hmm. uh-huh. it's like to have this be her very first motion picture and i didn't even have- realize that that yeah, because even in the, the credits it says introducing Whoopi Goldberg. Oh I'm pretty gosh. sure that's mm-hmm. her first, that means, her first yeah. title role. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she's carrying the whole movie. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> so for I just don't even understand the kind of like innate talent that you would have to have, and also mm-hmm. the wisdom and sensibility to be able to handle that type of pressure. Because this was a big studio film. It was and. You know, and there's something to be said about the fact that this is a black story that's being handled by white people. Like, yeah, Steven Spielberg and yeah. Kathleen Kennedy. Of I, like, I didn't even realize that was the case. She's now in charge of Star Wars, though. So yeah. I was like, "What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I don't know how yeah. I feel about that." Huge. Um, yeah. So yeah, but back to Whoopi. You see so many parts of her in characters that she plays later. You know, like. When she's really feeling herself and she's hanging out with Suge, there's a little Dolores Van Cartier in there, right? Like, yes. she, like she is so good in this role. There are times that she like um the way that she plays off of Danny Glover and just mm. being so terrified of him and knowing she's got to dog dodge him and weave away from him at all given times. And to the point where there are some joyous moments for her even in the midst of all of the strife she's going through, mm-hmm. when she just sits in the kitchen and watches him try to cook, which is one of the yeah. most hilarious scenes <laughs> in a movie, and it happens to be in this movie. Everything mm-hmm. that she does on this screen is spellbinding, all the way down to the actual curse that she puts on him at the end of the movie. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and again, the curse, you know, uh, you know that word for word. I think it's because what I really, what I really noticed here watching it this time was there are like small comedic moments in here yeah like just like Latanya said with her sitting in the kitchen but like uh stuff like at the juke joint when you know when um when uh What's her name? Yeah, yeah. When when Shug, when Shug, yes, when (laughs) Shug starts singing to her and she's like smiling to herself and she sticks her tongue out at the women when they start (laughs) fighting and she's like, but I kind of want to stay and watch the fight, you know. Um, Even when they're like going through through um, going through his things and she turns around and there's a mannequin and she kind of shoves it to the side. It's like just the smallest little comedic hints that. Like don't take you out of the 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 movie. It t- it it just kind of uh, 
points to the resiliency of black people and how we tend to like kind of use comedy to get us through traumatic stuff. It it was very interesting. I, I wasn't expecting all the kind of small, very small light moments that that kind of hint to where we get to at the end, you know? Yeah, I love a lot of that is just carried on the back of Whoopi. We know that she yeah. is highly talented Whoopi. in yep. drama and in comedy. And you mm-hmm. just you just get that throughout. Whoopi had a Grammy by the time this dropped. Y'all know that, right? Like she I like her first no. Grammy off of her, like, yeah, like she got that Grammy, I believe. Album? Off of yeah, off of a um, no, it was like a Broadway show or something like that. I think she oh. did. Uh huh. And so like she had done, I think Spook Show or something. But anyway, she had got yeah. her Grammy in like 1985. And so I was like, wait, what? Now she's in the color purple, and she's already a Grammy Grammy winning actress or you know entertainer. Mm-hmm. And now she yeah. has a Golden Globe uh, award uh, for best actress in a motion picture. Uh, it doesn't sound like she got the Oscar for this one. So I wonder who beat her in the Golden Globe, Latanya. Do you know, I, I mean, in the uh, in the Best Actress? Or maybe she didn't even get nominated. Do you know if Whoopi was up for an Academy Award that year? I think she was. Um, let me hit one second. Oh, so let's see if we can look yeah, into her. Because we'll, we'll uh, yeah. that might yeah. have to be something else for our verses as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Because I, I just I, looked I, a, pa- a passage to any and I'm like, what? It's about right. colonization? And this is what we're going with. That makes sense. It does. It yeah. makes sense back then. I'm trying to figure out if it would have been in the 86 Oscars or the 85 Oscars. Either way, mm, I, she does yeah. not win. And so I even wonder, you know, That's, like who 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 is wow. pulling that in? Because Whoopi gets her first Academy Award for Ghost, as we all know. And so um Okay, yeah. so yes, yeah. Geraldine Page won. For what? For a trip to Bountiful. Okay, look, Those movies. We, uh, like, we we gonna have to do our own Academy Awards here for our people, obviously. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I I've been wanting to do that for a very long time, and I have to say that I unfortunately was wrong. It was I, I looked at the wrong year in terms of when Oprah didn't win that Oscar. She actually okay. lost to Angelica Houston for Prizzy's Honor. Okay, which still. <laughs> Look, these are all these movies I don't know, but I'll just chalk that up to cultural differences and me not right. being born at the time. So that part, listen, it's cultural. Sometimes it just be cultural. Um, the other leading uh, actor in this, of course, is uh, Danny Glover, who uh, I feel like I've known Danny Glover my whole life. You know, yes. it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, he's been everything, when, especially when I was younger. Um, but seeing Danny Glover in this role, I got a good hate into Danny Glover. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny because for me, like, maybe it's now that I'm watching it like at this age uh i i thought he did a really good job of not being danny glover in a sense so i guess i mm. i i submitted the I, I i cemented the like goofy cop like older yeah. father yeah uh, That's somebody danny else in my mind yeah. yeah to the point where i'm like oh he's doing really good acting like an abusive husband <laughs> like i didn't even you know what i'm saying like i didn't transfer that over to danny glover himself and he you know he did a good job too in a way of like not not just making us us mad at Mister, but also showing levels uh, with Mister the desperation whenever Suge was around, like the you know the switch up, 
And then like, you know, him being regular mean versus when he was like mean, mean. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. <laughs> you're like, like legit scared. You know, he, he, he hit it with levels. Like there's so many levels that he hit. And that's, that's, I do think that's hard to do with a character that's supposed to be hated. He, he did a very good job of, of raising the temperature and lowering it when it needs to be. So that when he was in that, those times that he was supposed to be scary, he was scary, you know? Yeah, Latanya, what do you think about Danny here? Danny Glover was so good in this movie that for the rest of his career, there are members of my family who would not watch him, him in movies. That's funny. Mm, they that's they were just like, he is evil. I don't care. And I'm yeah. like, acting. And they're like, I don't care. <laughs> no, I don't know. No. I don't know acting. Sorry. <laughs> um, I think that he did a fantastic job. I agree with Mari in terms of him showcasing some vulnerability. Um, because when Shug shows up, the tables really do turn. Like oh, yeah. it, it almost feels mm-hmm. like he's the one that's being abused, um, <laughs> as opposed to what he's normally dishing out, which is mm-hmm. interesting to watch as an audience because you don't know how to feel for that person. And right. it, it's always those types of characters that are played by actors like Danny Glover that make you feel something for their character, even though you don't want to. And then you look at his father and that also brings a whole new dimension to it. You're just like, how else would he have ended up? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You see the humanity of Danny Glover at different times in this movie as Mr. or Albert or whatever, but you definitely look at him as like such an abusive, horrible character. But I mean, but there's so many awful men in this film oh my god yeah. like as a man, I'm sitting here like <laughs> exactly. y'all setting us back baby what are y'all doing um okay so you know we've done a lot of the precursor here one other thing i want to flag up is that the music was done by quincy jones which you know now that we're leading mm-hmm. into the next one and it is a musical i'm really wondering how they're going to translate that i don't know if quincy jones is involved in the new one at all yeah um, but- the, the the new musical is based off the broadway plays, so i guess it would yeah. just depend on who who did the music for the broadway play well this was i think uh the first uh score that uh John Williams did not compose the film music for for Steven Spielberg, so it was like, yeah, yeah, Quincy Jones had stepped out into a role that uh not many people had been touching, you know. And I think that 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 is very interesting to show that Steven Spielberg might have been at the helm of this, uh, but you know, there was a lot of powerful black people, you know, like and historic black people in this film and and involved with it that makes it what we know of it today. So yeah. I just wanted to flag that up as well. Um, he was also a producer, an executive producer producer on the movie as well oh my god yeah cool mm-hmm. so i think in yeah i think in that the original obviously did way better in the in the real in the real time than whatever the um the reboot the reboot has done from what i've been reading but again we haven't watched the reboot yet so let's just stick to the plot here um yeah. basically we got Seely. she's uh it's the 1900s and uh Seely is being abused and raped and bearing children for who she assumes is her father uh alongside her sister her younger prettier sister uh named Nettie who uh we will we will see very little of in this film <laughs> um eventually she gets married off to Mr who has eyes for Nettie and eventually like you know uh pa or whatever um whatever their dad's name is uh, you know assume dad he's like no nah, you can't have Nettie but you can have Celie she ugly and you know whatever take her and 
she and he does. Mister takes Seely mm-hmm. to go raise his kids, who she's about the same age as, and uh, and to take care of him. It living in squalor. I mean, the man had. I guess he was a widower, and uh, mm-hmm. all his kids um, were there. But the wife is gone, and nobody cleans, nobody cooks, nobody does anything in that house. It's up to Seely to do it all. She's very much the Cinderella of this story. Latanya, what are your thoughts about all of this? The second I saw that kitchen, I would have left. Like, <laughs> you see how thick that dirt was where you she's like scrubbing you see the wallpaper underneath it yeah where did that come from i don't know but it's terrifying like the combination of the multiple children that have just been yeah. thrust upon me and the cleaning and i'm gone um yeah. this, what a terrible it, I, i'm not completely sure on the ages for she's 14 she's 14 mm-hmm. oh okay well, that's two <laughs> kids by fourteen, I believe. Two it's kids, two by, kids by fourteen. Yeah. yeah, and now she's married upon her. Right. Yeah, and taken away from her. You know, like she gave yeah. birth to yeah. two children, and then she never saw them again. Her mom right. passes away, and then she's basically sold off to Mister to be his uh, I, I guess maid that he maid? can sleep yeah. with. Yeah, maid that he can mm. sleep with. Yeah, yeah, slave. Yeah. Slave, yeah. Human, uh, human, human trafficking, I think, is what uh, yes. somebody rightfully reported. That's basically what it was. This is in 1909, I think the story begins. And basically, uh, Celie and Nettie, they have no control. Like, w- women, girls, back in this time period, have no control. They're property of their, their, their fathers until they're property of their husbands. And the father that they that uh, Seely was with decided to abuse her multiple times, put children mm-hmm. in her, and then basically sell her off to Mister um, when he was done with her. And Mister didn't care; he just needed somebody to watch his kids and clean his house, and again to have sex with whenever he wanted to, even though he he never expressed an interest in her. And Seely, and that's what we're introduced ten minutes in. <laughs> like that is yeah. that is the harsh reality that we're introduced to 10 minutes into into the film and Celie is just forever being called ugly like every 2 seconds All like time. I I cannot imagine like w- watching this as like a young adult and like not internalizing all of this as like a dark skinned black woman and stuff like that and then like tr- and, like how the character is feeling as well Mm-hmm. And I mean, even in today's uh, society and references, it's like I can't come outside. I got my Celie braids in. You know what I'm saying? Like when, I, when, when you're when you're natural and stuff like that. It's like it's so interesting to see the, like I said, all of the cultural touching points in this in this movie, and to see them move through Celie and, and how we see her go from a scared, frightened 14 year old to a woman who ha- has to deal with a lot of stuff for decades and decades and decades until she finally does see a, a, like a light at the end of uh, end of the tunnel. Yeah. And she goes from one prison to another as well. Yeah. She mm-hmm. goes from the prison of Pa to, you know, the prison with uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's not only like no escape, but there's no one to go to, to cry mm-hmm. for help because this is so normalized by yep. everybody in their community and everyone knows about it but no yeah. one is doing anything about it like they, they they're not completely isolated i mean she's way more isolated than most people but they're not completely isolated from the community they go to church mm-hmm. like there's no one speaking up for these young women i mean the the fact that the way mr saw nettie in the first place was in church yep yeah mm-hmm. is really telling 
Yeah. And nobody stepped in, like you said. And it and it also hurts that by treating her like this, she is so meek and quiet and she yes. just has learned how to survive, right? Like she's mm-hmm. just doing whatever it takes to make it through. Um, and so she's not speaking up, she's not complaining, she's just taking it. And people are like, Well, had you spoken up, maybe you'd be out, you know. Like they're looking at her kind of like, Well, girl, do something, you know. But she's just so she's been through so much, and he's continuously putting through her. I mean, like all the things. And then the one person that she has for her is her sister who she left behind, who finally shows up. Uh, Nettie runs away from home and she's like, hey, I come to kick it with y'all. I'm going to hang out with y'all. We're going we gonna to party. Like, I, It's going to be me and you from now on. And, you know, Mr. is very happy to see Nettie because he's like, okay, he wanted Nettie in the first place. But this Seeley-Nettie partnership does not last long at all until uh, one day Mr. makes an advance at Nettie. He tries to rape her in the woods or mm-hmm. back behind a tree oh while she's on her way to school. She gets That's the better scary. of him. Ooh. Yeah. And then he he basically forces her out of the home. He drags her out, kicking and screaming, where Celie mm. is holding on for dear life, just holding on to the last little bit of lifeline that she has, the one loving face that she ever sees. And, I mean, to the point where he's dragging her through the dirt, literally. Um, and uh, on the way out, Nettie's just like, you know, only death is going to keep us apart. That's it. I-, I will be back. I'm coming back for you. And then we don't see Nettie again until the end of the film. Um mm-hmm. And this was just like the sad. I guess it's so sad. Yeah. Where this it's so sad. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I just want to shout out to Steven Spielberg for a lot of the shots. A lot of the shots in this movie were just so good. And and like, I mean, long the the long tracking shots of just watching yeah. watching Mister like holding Nettie, like holding Nettie over his shoulder while while um. Celia is like attached to his legs and it, it I mean yeah. just so so shocking so traumatic um and it, he, he Spielberg does a great job throughout the movie in in these really interesting shots um you know that not shot to move on the horse Oh yeah yeah. Where, yeah when he's tracking her down when Mr's trying to um catch up to uh Nettie Mm-hmm. So scary. That was like the uh, scary. scary. Like, what are you doing on that horse, sir? Making those faces. Oh, mm. oh, gross, gross, <laughs> yeah. terrible. You're right, though. It's very well shot because even though mm-hmm. when you like you like you said when the actress, the young actress that's playing Celie and she's holding on and he's just dragging her and dragging her and dragging her, and she's scratching and clawing it. I'm like, I don't know if y'all did that in one take, but that was some physical acting right there. Yeah, from those yes. two young women. Um, incredible. But yes, this is when Nettie and Celie finally, this is when they separate and she tells her, you know, in the meantime, she had taught Celie how to write, how to mm-hmm. read, you know, and because these are all things that Celie was just at that house never learning. They're supposed to be mm-hmm. in school learning these things. So she's teaching her all the, the things she needs to do to survive, basically. And she tells her, like, write me, because I can read now, you know, like send send the letter and if I get it, you know, I'll know you're still alive, you know, we, we'll still have that bond. It's like the one thing she's holding on to and she doesn't get a letter for the entire film until the very end because um, Mister is just keeping it from her. He's completely just isolated her from all the people who love her and all the, the the brightest spots in the in the world for her. And one of the things that I noticed too, you had mentioned that um, Suge kind of put Mister in his place, but even Sophia, it seems like the idea of an mm-hmm. assertive woman is just the thing that shuts Mister up instantly because. Sophia comes in, marching in years later. Uh, she is uh, marrying Harpo. And yeah. uh, and uh, when she is marching up 
it's very clear that Sophia not going to take none of Mister's nonsense, and he uh-huh. does not try her at all. Uh-huh. It was incredible to watch, Latanya. What is it about somebody like Sophia that just manages to make somebody who we've seen as an evil character like Mister almost just cower in a corner like this? I will say that it's possible that one part of it is that she was pregnant, um, uh-huh. but. Uh, it, that's being very generous to him. Very. Uh, I think that the real reason <laughs> is uh, just what I was like taught growing up, which is that the fastest way to get rid of a bully is to stand up to them because mm-hmm. they just don't expect any, they, they think they're all big and bad and they don't expect anybody else to call them on it. Um, I think that also he probably recognized that you know, it's one of those like pick on someone your own size kind of things. He mm-hmm. probably recognized that he would get his ass beat if he messed with her. <laughs> Whereas like yeah. someone like Seely, who he got when he was so young, he groomed and trained her mm-hmm. so that she's like a mouse. She's so meek around the house and doesn't even talk back to him in any way. So that's not a fair fight. And not that any fight where a man beats a woman or any partner beats another partner is fair. I just mm-hmm. mean in terms of Celie's not going to put up a fight. Celie's terrified. However, uh that's not the case with Sophia. Sophia yeah. is ready to go and tells him so. No. She's about that action, Mari. Yeah. Sophia <laughs> just like burst on the scene um and it was really interesting to watch and and seeing Harpo like growing up now. Um and watching Sophia kind of just run rough roughshod over Harpo <laughs> was actually like very, it was very entertaining to see because again, up until this point, we're just seeing the, you know, intimate partner violence between uh, Celie and Mr. And it, and it feels like, you know, women can't make their own way in this world. And Sophia kind of comes in and is like, no, I, I make my own way. And, and you can tell that Harpo does love her and, but but their relationship as seen from outsiders seems weird because clearly Harpo is not quote unquote controlling Sophia. So when um Mr. tells Harpo that he should beat Sophia, and then Celie kind of echoes it because that's all she's known, mm-hmm. it was one of those moments where I was like, oh no, <laughs> you know. Uh but, but Sophia was not, <laughs> she's like, this won't be a beating, this is going to be a fight. And they both came away <laughs> with some lumps to say the least. Um yeah, I mean, this is iconic line. You told Harpo to yep. beat me, and then yeah. uh we get, you know. One of the, my life, I had to fight. I had to fight my daddy. <laughs> yeah, I had to fight my uncles. Yeah. I had to fight my brothers. All men, you know, that she's been mm-hmm. like, I've been having to fight. And now I'm grown. And you think in my own home, I'm going to let this man beat up on me. And, and you, Seely, you told him to. You helped. You helped push this narrative. Like, I'm. it's not happening. I will kill that man before I let him touch me like that. And I was like, yeah. well, she said it, you know. And I think... <laughs> I think Celie needs to see people like Sophia in her life because even from the film standpoint, mm-hmm. like Nettie wasn't getting that kind of smoke from Mister. You know, he didn't mm-hmm. he, he didn't beat up Met- Nettie. Nettie kicked him to get her mm-hmm. off him. I mean, to get him off her. He didn't go beat Nettie. You know, he That's dragged true. her out of there, but he didn't beat on her. He was taking out all his frustration on Celie, and so was their dad at first too. So we mm-hmm. need to see that there are other people outside of this. They're like, nah, you can stand up for yourself. And I think this was just one of those moments where. Uh, 
she's gonna earn like Sophia's gonna earn the respect of Celie for the rest of their lives based off of this moment, uh, Latanya. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, I mean, I mean, I believe that like to a weird degree, she already respected her, but just thought this is the way the world works. Um, mm -hmm. like there there is maybe not a lot of crossover between these two things, but uh, like the color purple and the show Fargo. But uh, this season of Fargo. Versus. <laughs> everything can be versus. <laughs> um, but this season of Fargo, we're dealing with a character named Roy Tillman, who uh, is a polygamist who is very abusive to his wife. And his current wife told him to go and beat up his ex-wife essentially because she was trying to get some of the heat off of herself. And I think yeah. that like in these types of situations, when it comes to abused women, if abuse is all they know, then they might think that the best advice for, you know, someone to like temper a human being is for them to, you know, is to abuse them. Um, yeah. And it, it, it's terrible, but it's like all they know. I, I do think that after this, with Sophia coming to her, her seeing the bruises themselves also probably was like a big wake up call for her. Like this actually did happen. And the person yeah. that I said it should happen to is standing in front of me. Yeah. yeah. And Harpo and, and uh, Sophia, they become a, an abusive couple. You know, they have a bunch yeah. of kids and they fight. They fight because she's like, I'm not going to be abused. And I'm sure Mr. then trained Harpo up to think he's not going to get abused. And so they fight until Sophia says, I'm leaving. And she does. Mm -hmm. And she waves with goodbye three with three kids and says, I'm leaving. Because what you will see, though, is that Sophia had a support system when she did. Uh, yes. That's yeah. True. Like there Her was family. A, a family of people who were not going to take that. And so she was mm -hmm. not going to take it either. And it just goes to show you how isolated, you know, um, Celie was. Celie was, just, yeah. Yeah, from people who loved and cared about her. Mm -hmm. um, and and so here, look for people like that. That's true. That is true. Uh, you and Again, she went from one abuser to the next. So that's all she's known is captivity and abuse. Um, before I take the ad break, let's, let's just go ahead and talk about this uh, this next rising character we have here in uh, Miss Suge Avery. Which um this is a controversial character, y'all, because for a 1985 uh film, uh, things got a little gay, Latanya. It's got a little, a little homosexual. A tiny, just a, a like a little bit queer. queer. A little, little bit queer. Gay. Yeah. Um Yeah, you mentioned the controversy surrounding this movie in 1985. Like one of the big controversies had to do with this scene. And it was a combination of they're showing too much on one end and on the other end being like, it's, this is not, a, a, this is erasing queer story elements. Like more happened in the book. We want more. So there was, there was yeah. controversy about a lot of other things as well, but this was a big spot of controversy. People were saying to boycott the movie because of this um, and, and nothing really happened. But if you look at it in terms of the timeline of when this movie was made, they weren't going to be able to like make blue is the warmest color. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there was only a certain amount of things that they were going to be able to get away with. And I think even have like having this scene at all in the movie is something of an awakening for a lot of people who watch the movie and may or may not have understood their own sexuality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And honestly, I was like, I, 
it wasn't much. Like there was, no. <laughs> not, not much happened. Maybe again, it's the, the sensitivities of you know watching from a twenty twenty four perspective. But I was like, there's, there's, there's barely anything here for it to be really controversial at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, the controversy starts with one. There's this white man telling this black story, right? And then they say, okay, well, there's a lot of black stereotypes in here. Is this white man mm -hmm. the reason why there's these black stereotypes? And then on top of all of that some gay stuff in the book y'all there's a lesbian relationship and so mm -hmm. steven spielberg is thinking i don't even know if i can get this to pg-13 if i include all the stuff that's in the book uh, so he uh -huh. waters it down to the point where this is what we get and uh ultimately it still is like banned in certain places like they were not letting people watch this movie uh yeah wow. yeah, yeah it was it was very controversial you, at the time and gotta, i'm sorry go ahead no, go I ahead. I was just going to say, you've got to think of the 80s, like the mm -hmm. height of the AIDS epidemic. And here is a same-sex relationship, or at least the hinting of a same-sex relationship on screen. There are too many conservatives in power for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, this, this just wasn't going to fly. I mean, it look, it did fly, but, you know, people was going to complain about it for sure. Um, but yeah, Suge shows up. And I was very confused about how Suge shows up. Now, Mm. Mr. Clearly mm -hmm. is looking at Suge. He's got her poster up on his on his mirror. He, yeah. he wants to see her. Yes. Celie mm -hmm. been looking at Suge too. Like, well, who are you? You know, type. But then at some point, or, to, or a tornado or a storm like happens, and then somehow she's in the back of Mr.'s car. Latanya, what did I miss? Yeah, right. Uh, I think they needed uh, to move along the plot. <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> All of a Did sudden, she... she was there, and I was like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. No, it's like she pulls up in the back of the uh, the back of like the wagon or whatever, and it's like, look, Suge is here. Immediately, she lays eyes on Celie, and she's like, oh, you ugly. And we know that Suge, <laughs> yeah, Suge and Mr. have had, they must have had some interactions in the past uh, because Suge was a little, hate, she was hating on Celie a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. who is this new woman yeah. all in Mr. Spot? But the interaction between Suge and Mr. and Celie and Mr. could be no further than different. Like this, these, these two, this is a night and day. You know, like mm -hmm. Celie's over there in the corner, just hoping that he doesn't hit her, hoping that he doesn't yell, not making too much noise. Suge comes in and she demands everything. And Mr. is running around like a simp, Mari. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's really he's he's cooking for her, which he clearly can't do because as Celie watches him try to try to do it, he completely messes it up because when he takes the food in there Suge throws it at the wall like that's how confident that Suge is with her um in her relationship with mister that she can be the one who's throwing stuff against the wall and yelling at him he's like oh yeah, i'm so sorry i'm so sorry it's 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 a weird uh type of like like just back and forth that you're seeing and then to see that Celie goes and makes the food and Suge actually likes it and it kind of starts off how they become friends you know even though Suge admits that it, that she was kind of jealous in the beginning because you know she was actually married toward uh married to, with mister and stuff like that it, it it's so interesting how Suge kind of just really changes the dynamic in the house when she shows up and mm -hmm. and apparently she's supposed to be like sick too when she shows up at some place yeah so, yeah mm -hmm. we don't know See, what or well they that. said that that women's drunk? disease that yeah, women's they, disease, which that I don't women's even, what thing. is that? 
Yeah, I think that's lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I think the man was trying to say something about her, but no, she does. She did have an ail- uh, ailment, and of course, Celia is there to nurse her back to health. And they get to be good friends uh, to the point where when Harpo opens his juke joint uh, with his new girlfriend Squeak, mm-hmm. um, you know, Suge is there performing, and she is uh, singing a song specifically for Celia. Now, the the crowd kind of kind of parts here, and people are looking like what. What's going on right here? But nobody seems to throw up a big fuss, probably because now uh, Sophia's over there beating Squeak ass. There's a lot going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, we go from, you know, Suge showing up like a whirlwind in his home. And then uh, eventually, um, <laughs> Celie and Suge are, are sharing a very tender moment. They, there was some kissing going on, some forehead kissing, some, some cheek kissing, and then a couple kisses on the lip, Latanya. And I know everybody at home just fainted and just died, you know, too much, too much homosexuality on screen. I, I mean, I didn't faint. Um, I was okay, but I'm sure <laughs> that a lot of people needed their fainting couches for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was I mean, almost that's, that's an ongoing thing because, like, of what I have seen so far about the new movie, that is another criticism, the same criticism, which is that it doesn't go far enough in like all of the the scenes about queerness. Yeah. So. You know, oh, yeah. tale as old as time, I guess. T- uh, tale as old as time. Like, it's a lot of implied queerness. I think the song itself is implied queerness as well. Yeah. Um, it's like, I see you. You see me? I see you. I see you. We see you. <laughs> um, type, type business. But I, I'm, I'm like looking at it and I, and I didn't realize that Squeak herself has a bigger role in the book than she actually has in this movie, actually. Really? Yeah, Squeak, um, <laughs> because, of course, uh, another, like, culturally pre- prescient thing in the Black community, Sophia and Harpo are, they're still married, but they're not together. <laughs> so, <laughs> they, each have a, <laughs> they each have a boyfriend and a girlfriend, but Squeak is his, his girlfriend. They initially, him, uh, her and Sophia initially don't get along because they, they start fighting, but uh, Squeak is actually one of the people who actually helps Sophia get out of prison later in the book. Mm. And she she pays dearly for it because she actually ends up getting raped as well. So it's just kind of like, I think they cut it because it's, it would have been too much. But Squeak and Sophia do end up uh, becoming friends. And it's, again, implied in the movie because at the end, they're all together. But we don't, you know, they don't necessarily um, show it. And again, it's a two hour, two and a half hour movie. So there's pro- probably another reason why they they cut that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found that very interesting. That, like, there we, we see so many different aspects of, of black women's lives in this time period and very rarely was it anything yeah yeah um eventually suge and Celie, uh they become great friends but uh suge has to go to memphis and Celie thinks she's going to go with her but she Celie is oh, incorrect God. you know um she is about to <laughs> get in the moment. car <laughs> and mr like excuse me ma'am where do you think you're going and um Celie is like damn and you're she, right she just passes out she collapsed. Yeah. Yeah. It was that the was, last bit of hope that she had left. That timing was really good, though. Again, like <laughs> Whoopi. Yeah. Whoopi. Whoopi's like, testament. yeah. Just like, just crumple into the ground. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. She was done. She was down yeah. bad, y'all. It's slightly yeah. comedic. Yeah. A little bit, but also, damn, you know? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Um, but. I think this is a good point to take another ad break. We'll do the ad yeah. break here and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Sophia going to jail because uh, the, the story oh is about God. to take a turn that I don't think Ugh. anybody suspects on the first watch, but we'll come back right after this. 
All right. So Sophia becomes the new star of the film, basically, right here, because right. she goes to market and everything is fine. She everything is normal. It's it's fine. We have Sophia. We're watching her because we know she's very assertive. And um, she gets complimented by the mayor's wife, Miss Millie. Miss Millie's like, Are you the maid? And Sophia says, Hell no, I ain't the maid. And that hell no, you gotta remember what time this is, what you know, <laughs> what, what period of time this is. She gets to talking crazy, they talking crazy. That that hell no really ticked them off. The mayor slaps her in the face and she punches them because that's what Sophia does. Um, she's later on beat up by the townspeople, punched in the face by look like the sheriff. Um, oh, and then yeah. she's arrested and thrown in jail for eight years. They dragged this woman away from her kids for eight years because she said hell no to the white lady. Um, I mean, and she, and she did punch the mirror. I'll give her that too, but, uh, but whatever. <laughs> so when she comes out of jail, she is ordered to be Miss Millie's maid. And now the very thing that she was saying hell no about is actually her new sentence in life is that she has to go and live out that that horror of being a maid for somebody. And so now we've seen someone like Sophia, who was so assertive now being uh, silenced and being put in a very similar position as Celie was uh, in this film. Ari. Yeah, it, it's. <laughs> It's like the, the humbling of Sophia, like the one character, the one black woman character who seems to have some sort of power over herself and her life. It gets stripped away from her. And honestly, at that point, we're all just I know I was just thankful that she didn't die from like yeah. punching the, the, the mayor. I'm like, oh, thank God. She only got, you know, to spend eight years in prison. Uh, because I was I was scared for her in that moment after seeing her pu punch the mayor and all the all the town folk coming around and screaming horrific racism uh, racist stuff at her and her just telling get my kids out of here get my kids out of here that was scary and to see her come out you know scarred broken like her she she has a limp now because probably all of her injuries and now forced to work for the, the lady she didn't want to work for. It, it, it's so sad and so unbearable. And then again, also the carrot being dangled of, Oh, you can go and see your, your kids on Christmas and they get there and the, and that white lady can't drive herself back home. So, and she gets into full, full panic mode thinking that the, the men who are there trying to help her are trying to harm her. And Sophia got to go back like again. And it, and it wasn't a funny moment again, because it, the backdrop is really bad, but the moment that, that Sophia is in there with her family and they're like, yeah, and they're all excited and she's taking her coat off slowly. And then they realize that there's something going on outside and they're like, they're all looking at the camera and all the, put her coat right back on. It's just like, mm -hmm. man, it, and it, and it just, it, all that just to show you how powerless Sophia is, was, was just like, it, it gets to your heart, you know? Yeah. Latanya, have you ever seen white people this mad at Oprah Winfrey before? <laughs> <laughs> this normally her talking uh, to Yeah, guy. actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After she did that interview with Megan and Harry, there was oh, an yeah. entire continent of white people that were just like, no. <laughs> She normally had a good, a pretty good reputation amongst the white people. She in does. The, in the, in the, but uh, seeing the, them call her the fat black nigger here on this oh one, uh, oh yeah, what a for Oprah? Okay, I must I have took some strong acting from some of them, not all of them, mm -hmm. though, some of them. Um, so Suge <laughs> returns to Celia and Mister's home eventually with her new husband Grady, 
and uh, they're in town for business. And Grady and Mister are like, they okay, Weird. Weird right? <laughs> Grady and Mister are kind of hitting it off. They're very drunk and friendly. Um, like, and I hit that. You hit that. I hit that. Ew. Yeah, they're, they're Eskimo uh, brothers. You know, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, anyway, and um. <laughs> So yeah, so when while this is happening, Mister is distracted, and uh, Suge finally gets to check the mailbox because for all these decades, uh, uh, Celie has never been able to go see if her sister has been writing her any letters. And so now that Suge has done it, she found that there is a letter from Nettie, and uh, she is working for a couple who actually adopted Celie's kids. So mm-hmm. this thing just out of nowhere just comes around the horn and now like we have a glimmer of hope you know Nettie knows how to read I mean Nettie has taught Celie how to read so now mm-hmm. Celie can read this letter and Suge and Nettie, um and Celie go and find all of Nettie's old letters as well so now mm-hmm. we get most of the uh the like the second half of this film is just Nettie uh, catching Celie up on all the things that she's missed. I mean, she mm-hmm. traveled to Africa, the kids, all these other things. Latanya, this montage here is so good because we see that Celie is now, she has something to live for. You know, she's walking around reading these uh, these letters everywhere. I mean, in church, she's hiding it in the Bible. She's just, it sounds like she finally found some happiness in all of this darkness that she's been experiencing her whole life. It's amazing that she's able to have that have these moments because it almost feels like with each letter she gains an like another year of her life back if that mm. makes any sense mm-hmm. like she there's so much about her like uh, herself that she doesn't know mm-hmm. and it's only through the power of reading which thank god her sister taught her before she was like you know sent away um that she's able to get all of this information. I mean, the idea of having two kids at such a young age, Uh having them ripped away from you and you never know, like she, you go around making up stories like she does when she sees that woman in the, in the store and Uh has a baby and the woman calls the baby Olivia. She thinks that's her child and who knows it very well could have been, but like you just go around making stories. Every baby that you see, you're like, that could be mine. For her mm-hmm. to finally get some kind of closure from these letters and to get some hope from them as well, because she lives such a hopeless existence, is so gratifying to see. Yeah. yeah. This is mm-hmm. and I think that it also empowers Celie to do some of the things that she does in the later portion of this film as well. Because right. uh one one thing we do know is that uh Mr. likes for Celie to shave him up with the with the straight blade, you know, which is which is bold, very bold for somebody who is uh abusing somebody bold to hand him a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Wild decisions here for Mr. <laughs> but okay. So we've seen that Celia has been doing this for a number of years. He says, if you cut me, I'll kill you. You know, and so she's very, very careful. Um, but this particular time, something's different. Something is just not the same. Celia is like sharpening the blade, but she got a look on her face that we're like, um. I don't know. This doesn't look like the person who just wants to shave this man. And yeah. even Suge knows it's coming because Suge is running for miles. I mean, it looked mm. like she's just like a hundred yard dad, like she's yeah. gone trying to find, trying to catch her. Um, Mari, see yeah. was about to kill Mister. I hope so because like <laughs> this is right after she finds out he has been willfully keeping her her sister's letters away from her. She's enjoying reading them, and he just slaps her out of nowhere, like get your head in the game and come shave me. And it's like, 
oops, I slipped. <laughs> you know what yep. I'm saying? Like, like the you know, big, big smile like under his <laughs> neck. And um, I thought it was so interesting that she got there right in town. She's like, oh, that blade don't look sharp enough. And I'm my biggest thought, and I want to ask you, Chabelle, do you think Mr. knew how close he was coming to the, the other world? I don't think he does. I think if you know mm-hmm. someone who's about to try to kill you, you at that point they gotta go. You know, like you know, you right. don't you don't then go to sleep the next night. You know, like uh, <laughs> you you can't beat somebody out of killing you. You know, once they decide yeah. they go kill you, it's either you or them. I don't That's think he true. knew. I think that he kind of just took Suge's word for it because he's so infatuated by Suge that when Suge kind of mm-hmm. was like, ha ha, no, we just kidding, lol. You know, he's like, mm-hmm. all right, I guess. You know, Suge just had something on Mister that wouldn't allow him to really see what was happening with Celie's development here because um, is it like very soon after they're all at dinner or at lunch or whatever the case is, it's a big family meal. And mm-hmm. um, Sophia's there, uh, you know, Squeak is there. Squeak is there, you know, and it's like a family meal, but it's Harpo, crazy because Harpo kids. is there. The kids is there. Like, I'd be like, where are all these kids coming from? And then they everybody they had them. like three or four, right? <laughs> three or four like, kids at varying ages that I'm just like, where are, who's y'all mama and daddy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Point everybody out. Go stand by your people, you know? Because yes, we know um, Celie doesn't have any more kids. She doesn't get, have any kids by Mr. So I'm just like, who, who are these people? Yeah, and uh, uh, we, we get Seeley finally speaking up against Mister after all his years of abuse. Um, and uh, Suge is happy to see this, but Sophia has the biggest laugh because she's like, "Woo, you know, <laughs> I remember when I, I remember when I used to speak up, girl. Like this, this is good. It's about time you to line this man up." Um, mm-hmm. But Latanya Seeley, she does not kill Mister when she has the blade at his neck, but she does pull a knife on him this time at the uh at the dinner at the family gathering uh and it's sophia who snaps back and like hey 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 chill out because i don't want you mm-hmm. to end up where i ended mm-hmm. up what'd you think about this scene latanya i thought that it was really powerful and, and i think that it being sophia there to stop Celie from committing violence when Celie was the one who visited told her, you know her husband to visit violence upon sophia was really poignant and mm-hmm. And interesting in terms of like, in terms of Sophia's character as well, like mm-hmm. ha- after having gone through all that to still be able to forgive and to teach others to forgive is very important. For Celie, she spent her entire life in prisons. So the mm-hmm. last thing that she needs is to actually be sentenced to prison for mm-hmm. the murder of this man when she can just walk away. And something about Sophia knows that if you stand up to him and he knows that the rest of us are with you, he'll just let you go. Yeah. And I think this moment from Celie empowers Sophia to speak up, which really does empower everybody else. I mean, Squeak has a real name, y'all. It's Mary Agnes. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, who knew? <laughs> yeah. Right. And, 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 uh, um, Mr.'s paw there at the table was just making snide, rude comments, was just, Oh, it was too much. But I'm I'm so glad that Celie and Squeak were able to leave with uh <laughs> leave with Suge and uh Grady to Memphis and to finally break free of this prison. And not only break free, but to curse uh Mr. as she goes. And she said, Till you do right by me, everything you, you touch is gonna 
you know, turn the shit. Basically, that's not what she said, but you know what I'm saying. That's but, what she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> word for word, bar for bar. You heard bar it. Bar. That's what she <laughs> yeah. Said. Yeah. So years later, Suge reunites with her father, who is a pastor. And as yeah. we know, it's probably like, hey, you out here living the fast life, girl. You out here kissing women mm-hmm. and singing songs in the juke joint, you know? Uh, <laughs> no, no daughter of mine. Um, Mr. has become a lonely drunk. And as uh, basically just uh, let his whole ha- house and farm fall apart because guess yeah. who was holding it together? Seely. Seely was holding Seeley. it together, and, and she hit him with the curse. So it was like yeah. bow, bow, one, two, punch. And <laughs> I think Harpo and Sophia. It seems like they left too. Like, um, mm-hmm. it like mm-hmm. uh-huh. they probably went to stay with Sophia's family. Yeah, I mean, none of their uh, kids was there. None of that. Nope. Harpo is running the uh, still running the, the juke, juke joint. joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got his own thing going. It seems like that curse is really starting to affect Mr. Uh, maybe he needs to do right by Seely. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something he could do to make things up to her. I just don't know what that could be. What so, can uh, he possibly do? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, what huh. could he possibly do? What could he possibly say? It's two words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So upon Seely's father passing... Um, she finally learned that uh, from her father's young child bride widow <laughs> that um, this wasn't her dad at all. It w- it wasn't her biological father. When her mom died, mm-hmm. uh, she uh, went and got with Pa, and Pa uh, took the property once mom died. So now that uh, he's gone, Celie is the inherit like is the person who will inherit the property. Celie and Nettie, uh, and so now. She gets to go to the funeral and all these good things are just falling into her lap now. She has property. She knows mm-hmm. that her daddy, it did not, you know, like it's not her actual biological father. She knows her kids are not her siblings. So much mm-hmm. good that finally is coming mm-hmm. in this woman's life. I think this is the most positive we've talked about this whole time in this uh, recap, which just goes to show you how dark this film really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, can you imagine that being the solace? It's like after you've been raped <laughs> like, that, ooh, at, least you know, at 14, at least, yeah. yeah, at least it was not my my um father's my children dad. that I had. Yeah, my real dad. Like, that's so incredibly sad, but yeah. it, it's better than the alternative. Mm-hmm. Seely begins to operate a tailor shop, and then we see Mr. get a letter from the U.S. Immigration and Naturalization Service addressed to Seely. Uh, he goes and gets his money out of the stash in the chicken coop, and then he uh, it looks like he sends for Nettie and her family to come meet Seely and for her to meet her children from Africa. And so, uh, I think he did it, y'all. I think he did right by her. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. Is that what yeah. we're supposed to believe? Because I, I mean, so. he he broke the curse. He took he a step. Just, he could just yeah. die. Yeah, like it'd be fine if he just died. It's okay. Yeah. We're not gonna give him. It was kudos. the least he could do. The least, yeah, yeah exactly. Latanya, mm-hmm. the scene where Nettie shows up with uh the 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 family that Celie never knew. Tell me, you cried. You cried a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of have to. You kind of have to. Yeah, I did. Um, it's just those adult children saying mama that got mm-hmm. me. I, it's, it's yep. really mm-hmm. hard when you don't have a relationship with your parents, uh, until you get older to figure out how to navigate that. And I know that from experience. I mean, I knew who my parents were. I wasn't sent to Africa and raised by someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't really had like that great of a relationship with my parents until like around now ish. So mm-hmm. just the idea of seeing these two adult children from their side, you know, they were raised knowing that their mother is out there somewhere. 
and finally here she is, right? And mm-hmm. then on on Celie's side, I just put myself in her shoes and imagine like all of the like warm, glowy feeling that she had finally being able to hold her children again. She's only ever held them once, if that. And then they right. were taken away from her. And now they're here and they're get they're so excited to see her. Like it, I think it's it's a combination for me of those thoughts, but like the kids really sell this performance. They're adults, but like mm-hmm. they're her kids. They really sell it because of how happy they are to see her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. Mari, this is the end of the film. I mean, it, we get the family mm-hmm. back. We have Celie and and uh, Nettie having doing their their hand their hand game. Me and you will mm-hmm. never part. You mm-hmm. like, and then <laughs> a, as the credits start to roll, and we have what we will know as an historic film, uh, a historic film adaptation of a book that will now lead to our next episode of the Connect, where we talk about the musical, the the musical reboot. Uh, What'd you well, think, Mari? First well, time watching The Color Purple? What'd you think? <laughs> Anyways, I mean, it was a great, it, it, it is a great story of like perseverance and stuff like that. It's, it's also like kind of weird to me that it's like, we're, I hope we're not normalizing this type of trauma. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. uh, with this being a classic black movie that everybody can reference and know about is like, is it, is it internalizing the struggle for black women and that yes, black women will always have to struggle as opposed to like thinking of ways that we could stop this from happening. But all that to say, you, you instantly understand why it's, why it's a classic. It tells our stories. Like it, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it tells a story that is different from what we see in the mainstream. It's a, it's like a historical time capsule from the early 1900s because it spans like 40 years or early 1900s to like 1940 something or something to that yeah. effect. Like, and it's just, it, it is, it's like, it, it's like a snapshot of what life c- could have been like and what a lot of people would probably ha- did go through. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty sure Alice Walker did a lot of research for this book and probably anecdotal, you know, from her own family and stuff like that, you know? And so, I, I I completely understand why why it's a classic. It's it's shining a spotlight on our community. It, it might not be the best, but at least our stories are being told here. Exactly. And uh, mm-hmm. this film goes on to receive eleven Academy Award nominations and wins zero. So you know, oh my God. Missy Pete was pissed best picture best actress best supporting actress best screenplay based on a material from another medium best art direction best cinematography best costume design best makeup best original score best original song nothing gosh nothing nothing wow the academy awards it makes total sense it makes a lot of sense it truly does but it's still quite unbelievable when you watch like how good of a masterpiece it is yeah, and uh, Steven Spielberg re- receives his first Directors Guild of America uh, award at the 38th award ceremony for outstanding directorial achievement in motion pictures here. Uh, and he was the first director to win that award without ever nom- being nominated for the Academy Award for Best Pic- Director. So funny is that, huh? He gets that award and the-, the Academy was like, nah, you're good over here. So there you go. This is the color purple, y'all, 1985. Uh, Latanya. Anything else we got to say about the movie before we go into the musical? 
no, I don't think so. I, I other than you know, I'm excited for the musical. Um, I have not I, I have not seen the play uh, itself, but I do know mm-hmm. some of the songs from it just because of watching the Tonys. So mm-hmm. I'm over the moon and excited to hear Fantasia sing I'm Here. Mm. Oh, yes. I love that song so much. It's so good. I'm just going to be a puddle in the movie theater and they're going to have to come and like mop me up. Oh, no. <laughs> I have literally no clue about anything going into this new. This is a musical adaptation of the Broadway play that is a, an adaptation of this movie, movie, which is an adaptation of the book. Of the book. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And uh, that is what is coming up next on the Connect on Post Show Recaps. And so thank y'all for joining us for this coverage of The Color Purple, the original, the before all those adaptations of the adaptations. Uh, Mari, Latanya, it's good to have y'all back. Latanya, tell everybody what you've been up to, where you've been, where they can find you. Uh, you know, we missed you here in the Connect. I miss being here. This is wonderful. Um, so yeah, I'm doing a couple of other things. Uh, one of the things I'm doing is covering season five of Fargo, as I mentioned earlier, uh, with Mike Bloom and Grace Leader. And we are having a great time talking about a really messed up season of television. Uh, so come and tune into that. I also, uh, very soon, We'll be starting the next round of Versus. Yes, Versus is back, only this time it's going to be me and Mike Bloom instead of me and Josh. And we're going to be doing uh, a Versus of True Detective Season 1 versus the newest season of True Detective, The Night Country, which mm-hmm. I have screeners for and should probably watch. Um, mm-hmm. It's supposed to be really, really good. It's supposed to be the best True Detective season since Season 1. So hopefully that all lives up to the hype. Um, that, I think, is about it. But you can find me on Twitter at LK Starks or on Instagram at Stormborn1222. And Mari, what about you? What you got going on? What's happening over there on Crime Scene? Yes, of course. Um, yes, <laughs> it is. Every Tuesday, me and Sarah Carradine bring uh, true crime to RHAP over on the Crime Scene Podcast. This week, we did just drop the episode with Chappelle. What did we talk about, Chappelle? It was awful. It was a good thing, but it was like a horrible story. <laughs> but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> we talked about so much. <laughs> It was awful, though. <laughs> it was the worst. Um, yeah, no, I, I too. But whatever. Go to roundhousewebsite.com slash crime feed in order to listen to crime scene. Um, yeah, we talked about things. It's okay. Again, we're it was connect. hell camp. The team hell camp. Hell camp. Yes. Yes. Hell hell camp. camp. That was awful. <laughs> <Yes>. It was. <laughs> Dear God, that know. was bad. But it's okay. So if you're if you're into true crime, but like not like all the gory stuff, you can definitely go check out Crime Scene. Uh, we have we have great discussions there about uh, how true crime documentaries, docu series, are done, and um, we give them ratings and we tell you if you should watch it as well. So that's fun. You can also catch uh, catch me uh, on the Nothing But Netflix this week as well. Hey. Mm. Me and Sarah were on Nothing But Netflix discussing the Society, society of the Snow with oh. Chappelle and Rob. Yes. So that was, <laughs> on, that was on fun Yellow as well. Yeah. Right. Also, also, <laughs> un, yeah, un, unfun Yellow Jackets is what unfun, I call them. Yes. Uh, yeah. And so you can follow me on Twitter. Um, 
at Mari Talks Too Much. That's too like the number two. And also, uh, me and Mascot, we're back. Wrestling with Hop Up is Yay. back. We are better than ever, um, just like Eric Bischoff. <laughs> and it is the road to WrestleMania. We are having, we are lining up some really good guests for this season, and we plan to be at WrestleMania 40. So definitely come along for the ride. Check it out. We are going to uh, bring you some really big things. So go to robhasawebsite.com slash wrestling feed in order to subscribe over there. Yes, Black people like wrestling, and we can talk about it. So come, come watch. That part. And as for me, I am over on Rob Has a Podcast on the Nothing But Netflix feed. As as you know, talking about Netflix shows, we had Mari and Sarah on to talk about the people getting crashed into the mountain and eating each mm-hmm. other. It was it was crazy, um, but that mm-hmm. was a society of the snow. Rob and I are still on Post Show Recaps doing our Suits coverage, our uh, Suits uh, finale of our series coverage, daily series coverage of Suits will be this week. And so, uh, yeah, if you've been keeping up with Suits yourself, it's almost over. Check that out. And then we're going to talk about a little Pearson afterwards for that. Um, and then uh, you might have caught me on the RHIP YouTube page with Mari as we played the Traders this last weekend. I won't spoil it for you, but it went well, you know. And so uh, check that out. And then you, of course, can follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show to keep up with all the podcasting I'm doing and more. Uh, but you all, for Latanya, for Mari, and myself, please tune into the Connect next week when we talk about the color purple, the 2020. Uh, four, version of the color purple, the musical in films, wherever you are right now. So, check that out and then come back and meet us to talk about it next time. Until then, catch us on YouTube. Peace out. Bye. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.